Welcome to the New Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you are encouraged by this message by Pastor Tom Sturbins. Water baptism. Here, um, uh, as I was listening, someone made reference to it. Oh, in the pre-service, two fine young gospel preachers were on there. Uh, um, Matt Johnson and Johnny DeLashman. Pastor Matt, an evangelist. Johnny DeLashman, uh, a biblical evangelist. And what, what a great time as I was just following along before service. But water, they, they made a statement that I want to reemphasize, that water baptism is not just getting wet in Jesus' name. Uh, in my ordination test, my, actually my very first one at the first level of, of ordination, exhorter, I was asked two questions. I was asked about child dedication and water baptism. Uh, which would become just continuing points of fascination for me throughout 40 years of ministry. I mean, this July will be our 40th year celebration in pastoral ministry. I'm looking forward to that. We have something a bit special planned. But when I, I was asked about that, and I was fascinated, and I gave the answer that was in there, that it is a symbolic gesture expressing such and such. But here's the problem. I came to believe passionately that God just doesn't do symbolic stuff. Religion does symbolic stuff, okay? And I don't mind symbols, so don't get trapped there. But I believe that water baptism, such as the table of communion, such as lifting a hand in worship, such as me kneeling with my body in a physical expression, my prayers offered physically with my lips, acts of giving often offered physically from my hand, financial giving. Each of these material expressions and more carry with it an interdimensional. When I say interdimensional, I mean a spiritual transaction between two worlds. They are not just symbolic. I don't believe that. If they're just symbolic, I, I won't waste time. There's other ways we can say, okay, here's a symbol. I believe something's going to happen. To that end, let me tell you what I believe happens when we worship. By the way, there's a segment I normally share where people said, can children be baptized? And the answer is yes. If in any sense they're able to acknowledge an understanding of having been born again and accepting Christ as Savior. You say, well, what, what if they don't really get it? Again, back to my point, I'm far more, listen, look this way. I'm far more concerned. Is that camera on? Because I want to look right there too. Um, I'm far more concerned with the Holy Spirit imprinting mystery and worship on their heart than I am imprinting logic on their brain. They'll get it. They'll get it. But if by some means of, in, of transaction between the Holy Spirit and that small child, they feel compelled to be baptized, they're going to be baptized. We're going to say, Father, do what you do here beyond what we understand, okay? So th there's that answer for, for parents who may have that question. Now, <clears throat> as we come in Matthew chapter 3, verses four, verse 14, listen. Jesus encounters John the Baptist. John the, Jesus is requesting of John the Baptist to baptize him. And he says, I'm, I'm not worthy. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just not worthy. And Jesus said, it's fitting, permit it. So <laughs> he permitted it. Look at verse 16. After being baptized, Jesus went up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were opened. Everybody say the heavens were open. We got to move quickly. I got five points to talk to you about. The heavens were open and he saw the spirit of God descending as a dove coming up on him and behold a voice out of the heavens saying this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased early this morning as I revisit these I've taught this a lot but there's never an occasion where I come to teach as I was talking to Pastor Buck about it yesterday where I just when I revisit it it's not like okay I've taught that I can just go out there I want to get in touch with the Word of God in a fresh worship sense for myself and so I do and this morning I saw something I had not seen before. That is when God speaks, he speaks out loud two times. Once at the beginning of the ministry of Christ right here, and another time at the end on the Mount of Transfiguration, where he's there with Peter, James, and John. And the Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew 17, just listen to the scripture. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. That word transfigured is the third time in the New Testament that original word is used. It's translated in 2 Corinthians 3, transformed. 
it's which is a work of the Holy Spirit, 2 Corinthians 3 says. In Romans 12, it's translated transform, which is a work of worship. So the transformational points of engagement for us is through us coming in worship and the Holy Spirit continuing to transform our lives from glory to glory to glory. Now here's the third time it's used. And it says Jesus was transfigured, or we can say transformed, and the poetic implications of this are huge. But it says, and he was transformed before them. His face shone like the sun. His garments became white as light. Behold, Moses and Elijah appeared talking with him. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, we can make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. We can set up shop. We can sell t-shirts and bandanas and bumper stickers. It'll be great. And while he was still speaking, of course, I embellished that last part. But while he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud said, <laughs> I love this. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Please shut up and listen to him. Stop talking. I love that. I don't know why I love that. Probably because, I don't know, I feel that in many ways I identify with the apostle Peter. And, uh, and so God shows up and says, uh, listen, if you'd stop talking and listen to what he has to say, how many know there's a whole sermon there you don't want me to chase? That if we have those moments, at mo here it comes, at moments of transformation, you will most likely hear something like that. The Holy Spirit is trying to transform you from what you have been to what you might be. And you're saying, I don't know about that. And I still think God speaks from the heaven saying, will you just please shut up and listen to me? We'll be good. Come on, don't shout me down here. All right. Uh, when his disciples heard this, they fell, <laughs> fell face down to the ground and were terrified. And at least they'd be shut up, you know, so God, God can move forward. Here's the thing that I'm praying for, that I believe that the voice of God, it, it, the, the poetic implication, watch this, is God speaks from the heavens concerning us at the inception of our salvation or water baptism for us. Because that is an inaugural act of salvation right here. It's not required for it, but is immediately pursuant to it in Scripture. I believe God speaks to the heavens. So this morning as they come through water baptism, we're going to add this to the four things we prayed for many years. Number one, may this person have a fresh sense of God speaking and calling their name from the heavens. And here's where else I believe God speaks. At the moment after we come out of that baptistry, after we come out of this water and we walk out to live the transformed life, at the moments that the Holy Spirit engages us and transforms us, at moments when the Holy Spirit is pushing in and saying, no, I have another plan. If you will just walk in obedience, if you'll stand still, if you'll pause, if you'll hold, stop right here or go right here or turn left or turn right, and we do, there's another voice from heaven. One more time, God says, I want you to know that I'm well pleased. I want you to know that I'm well pleased with you. So it's my prayer that you would not only hear him at the beginning, but you would hear him every step of your transformed life that you'll live. We're gonna do this right now because clap, watch, clapping our hands and shouting is an expression of appropriation. I want you to clap your hands and shout, praise God, I want that, whatever you want right now. Clap your hands and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Yeah. Okay, so let's see if we can go through this and and I can, I can get on past it. Number two, <clears throat> Matthew chapter three, I just read, <clears throat> it says that after Jesus was baptized, he went up, you heard that. <clears throat> I'm trying to get rid of my Pastor Matt baptism. <laughs> yeah, I was watching last week. And so there was no one on stage when Rhea was worshiping and I heard, <coughs> I thought, God, I've never heard you clear your throat before you spoke. I mean, there was no one, there was just voice coming out of nowhere. And I thought, am I on the Mount of Transfiguration? And you're getting ready to speak audibly. <coughs> but uh, it turns out if you'd have listened to Pastor Matt's sermon, he did speak. And uh, I'm glad he got, I'm glad God got his throat cleared before he came out. <laughs> Quit, Tom, just stop, okay? Number one, as we come, when Jesus said, I need you to baptize me. Water baptism first and uh, at the top of the list is a declaration of my intentions to immerse myself in the spirit-led life. Would you look at that? 
I declare my intentions to immerse myself in the spirit-led life. Just leave that up there, Amanda. Would everyone read that out loud? Say it out loud. I declare my intentions to immerse myself in the spirit-led life. Why am I saying that? Because when he came up, the Holy Spirit descended. He didn't just get wet. And I believe as they come through this water, we're gonna pray, Father, as they come up out of it, descend on them in a fresh manner of transforming, transfiguring power that starts today and never ends until they take their last breath. Number, number three, number, remember number one is God may, they, God, may God speak. Number three then is Romans chapter six is, a, is the second, uh, uh, the third time that, that water baptism comes up in scripture, actually second in the New Testament. Romans chapter six, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death in order that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of God the Father, to the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. The second poetic principle for water baptism that moves it beyond symbolism to, to an encounter of worship is this. It is a declaration that I desire to walk in the power of the resurrected life. I desire to walk in the power of the resurrected life. What does that mean? That means as you approach terminal situations that you think are the end, it's over. Nothing can live after this moment. The worst has happened. Everything is coming against me. This will be it right here. There's still a father. There's still a spirit that raised Christ from the dead. The spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. And we can walk into life and say, Father, the world can tremble at everything it wants. Pandemics, politics, economics, social upheaval, whatever it wants. But Father, we know that you have the last word on everything, including death. We know that you have the final word and things that appear to be final will never be final until you say so. And you may be facing moments, whoo, come on. You may be facing moments because one of the most central figures of resurrection that the Hebrews believed in. You see, they believed in it before Jesus. A central figure of that is in the book of Ezekiel 37, the Valley of Dry Bones. It becomes a central theme for Hebrew worshipers because they believed before Jesus. They already believed in the resurrection. There were two schools of thought. I love the fact that in that picture, God is summoning a human to step up and speak, to step up and prophesy to look at bones that didn't die recently, and that's a part of Hebrew thought as well. There was a traditional thought that after a person had been dead four days, there was, you know, it was for sure done. And I'm grossly over-summarizing that conceptualization, but hear me, that God would summon us to step up before that which didn't just die recently, it's been dead a long time. It's been dead long enough that there's nothing on the bones. The bones are bleached dry. There's no hope, there's no need in walking back over here and wondering if any good thing could come out. And yet God calls the prophet, he says, I want you to come stand on the edge of the valley. What do you see? Dry bones, dead for a long time. He says, I want you to speak to him. He says, what do you, I actually like, what do you see? He says, Lord, you know, <laughs> I love that. There are things in your life today, I want you to tell you, as we just celebrate in this engagement and worship with these, why don't you appropriate some of that resurrecting power for yourself? Why don't you step up to stuff right now that looks so gone, dead, bleached over dry, there's no chance of it coming back, and have the audacity to step up and say, Father, that wayward loved one, that son, that daughter, husband, wife, or whatever, that's just gone down a path, and a matter of fact, it may be your prayer, that in the last month it looks like they're farther away, more dead and dry than ever. But Father, today on this February Sunday, I speak to dry bones in the name of the living God, that they will live again, that they will rise up, that they will be equipped, that they will know the power of God. You speak to your marriage, your job, your finances. I don't care how dead, dry, and watched and bleached it is, speak to it. Number four. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, for I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud. He's speaking the Old Testament. When they came out of Egyptian captivity and they were led by a cloud of God's glory, if you will. And all passed through the sea, that is the Red Sea. If you read Exodus 14 through 17, 
They came up to the Red Sea after being in captivity for 400 years. They were told that just beyond this Red Sea was a place of promise that would be theirs only to come to this formidable thing that could not be crossed. And they were stuck between this Red Sea and the sound of chariots and swords of their captors coming to capture them and or kill them. Isaiah chapter 42 gives us a snapshot, 43 gives us a snapshot of this story. Thus says the Lord who makes a way through the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and the horse the army and the mighty man, they will lie down together and not rise again. They have been quenched and extinguished like a wick. Do not call to mind the former things or ponder the things of the past. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware that I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert? He's speaking of the provision that was yet on the other side of the Red Sea. But beloved, I want you to get the most beautiful point of powerful delivering poetry that's in scripture. They come to the Red Sea and say, Father, you said that promise was out there beyond this. And now you've led me to a place where I'm trapped. There's no way out. And it says, not only did the Red Sea opened up, but it became dry ground. They went through. Not only did it open up, become dry ground and they passed through. But the thing that appeared to be a terminal reality opened up to become a tool of deliverance. Because it says, as they passed through, they came out the other side. The chariots were still coming through and God said, water closed over, never to rise again. Here's the prayer that we pray at water baptism. And it's the most passionate point of my personal prayer at water baptism. And that is, I invite the power of God to extinguish the things that would enslave me. I'm going to stand right here and say, Father, as they come up out of this water, may this tub of water become our Red Sea of the moment. And as they came in, addiction, voices of the past, rejection, failure may be following them. Those voices that are saying, I'm right here behind you. I'm right here behind you. I'm going to run you down and I'm going to take you captive. But we've gathered here today to invite the presence of God, to invite the voice of God, to speak to their heart, to say, Father, as they come up out of this water, may the things that are following be vanquished right there and go down never to rise again. And when we pull the drain on this thing and that water runs out into the sewer system of Sevier County. We don't want it to run there. We want it to run straight back to hell, taking everything of domination that issued forth from there. We we declare that it will be vanquished today. Somebody say amen. amen. The last reference in the New Testament that I love is circumcision. Begins with Abraham. Circumcision is a covenantal mark on the male genitalia. It was a covenantal mark on Abraham saying, I'm going to give you a son. It was that covenant mark by God. He didn't believe it because he was old. And God said, I've marked you for this purpose. It had to do with God's promise. Instead, he took things and situations into his own hand. He slept with his wife's handmaiden, Hagar, and gave birth to one called Ishmael, which was not God's promised child. The principle that comes from this is that if Abraham would have waited God would have made the provision. And so the last thing that we pray over people is, Father, may they understand that this water baptism is a circumcision of the heart. They're marked by you. And their tomorrows are filled with promise, but that will come by your hand, not theirs. May they come to trust your word and your promises even when they don't see it coming. Everybody get that? That's what we're doing today at water baptism. That's what we're celebrating. Father, may you descend. May you speak from the heavenlies, may they hear. Okay, water baptism, worshipers and candidates, come on up here if you would, just make your way around. Matter of fact, they have you going out the side, come this way, it's okay, come this way, it's all right. I know I'm messing everything up. We have a wonderful team that orchestrates everything and then I mess it up. Hey, precious. Come right on up here. Now, I'm going to tell you, I want you first to line up right here. You come right here if you would. Why are you guys telling down there? Come this way. Come on. Come on. Come on. Now, you just stand right here, precious. If you would, you look right out there. I want you all to line up right across here. (laughs) 
Oh, good-looking tribe right here. I love that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where's my list? There it is. Is that right? I think so. Naomi? Do I have them in the right order? Naomi? I do? Is that Naomi on the end? She can't hear me, I guess. Yes. That is Naomi. You are? Okay. Yes, it is. Okay, great. Jenna? Joanna? Austin? Got them in the right order. Joe? Chris? Jesse? Jeremy? We're going to repeat that list of names. I want you to call out their names. I want you to put their names in your mouth. We pray this prayer. Would everybody say, Naomi? We bless you. Jenna? We bless you. Joanna? We bless you. Austin? You're the blessed of the Lord. Joe? You're the blessed of the Lord. Chris? You're the blessed of the Lord. Jesse? You're the blessed of the Lord. You guys should be smiling about that. Jeremy, you're the blessed of the Lord. And there's one more thing we're going to do here real quick. Lakita, where are you, girl? Come walk right over here if you would. We sang this song Friday night, and it just ripped me in half. Goodness. I want you to become his voice to them. Just come stand right here. And I want you to, while you're singing this, I want you to just make eye contact. Step forward a little bit, baby, so she can see you. Now, sing that over them. pray that she would know in this little mind that nothing's final until you say so she'll walk in power of resurrection. Father, may she know that her heart is marked and you are her provision for tomorrow, every moment of her life. And Father, we pray for whatever echoes may be following this precious little life, that they would be vanquished, cease. They would go down in the water, never to rise again. Sweetheart, based upon your profession of faith in Christ Jesus, and in keeping with the command of Scripture, we baptize you in the name of the Father, 
and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Father, descend on her in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, baby. That was Naomi. This is Jenna. Hallelujah. I want you to hear that song to know that he knows your name. That's one of the most amazing things. Look at me right now. To know that, that he really does. Because it just seems so huge and big and far away. This God and throne and all of that. But he knows your name, baby. He knows your name. Hallelujah. It's our prayer over you today that you would hear him speak as he did at that first baptism, that the Holy Spirit would descend on you in fresh fashion, that you would understand that nothing is final to a God who holds resurrection power. He has the final word, the final act, that your heart has been marked for his purposes and he will make the provision unto his purposes. And whatever voices of your past whatever experience is precious that have tried to squeeze the life out of you, that those voices would be vanquished, that they would go down never to rise again in the name of the living God based on your profession of faith in Christ Jesus and responding to the wonderful word of truth. We rejoice in baptizing you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So be it. Amen. Hallelujah. Pray over. here to do something as an act of worship today. This is what, this is it today. For every person that's sitting here, and I would assume that at some point we'll all be on our feet together, but you would say, Father, I want a fresh sense of that baptism. I want to hear your voice speak in fresh fashion. I want the Holy Spirit to descend on me in fresh fashion. I want a reminder of the fact that you know my name and nothing's final until you say it is. I want to be refreshed with the fact that there is a God who's marked my heart for his purpose. And if he's marked my heart for his purpose, he will make the provision for the promised. Hallelujah, that he will do that. And last, that the things that are following you at any moment, God says, that is not the Red Sea. The Red Sea I opened up was a Red Sea of blood that flowed from the cross of Christ and, 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 and it's, hell was defeated right there, swallowed up and conquered. So as we come and we come to a close of this, I want any child of God that says, God, I want a fresh appropriation of that. Just lift up holy hands and stand to your feet and receive it. Come on right now in Jesus name. Joanna, we pray for you today, everything we've already prayed, that you would hear God beginning to speak to your heart in a fresh fashion, maybe like you never have. The sense of the Holy Spirit descending on you, empowering your life in a way that you've never experienced. That there would come a moment where you realize that God has, he is a resurrecting God and the power of resurrection lives in you and there's nothing that you'll face at any moment in your life where God doesn't have the final word. That he's marked your heart for promise and where he marks you for prom purpose, he will bring to, to pass through his provision that promise to your life in Jesus' name. And then last we pray, whatever echoes of life, whatever experiences you've walked through, through the life you've lived, that are echoes back here, that are shouting to you that you're gonna be held captive to something that you can never escape. We rejoice in standing in agreement in severing that domination, that those things will go down never to rise again in the name of the living God, based on your profession of faith in Christ Jesus. 
And in keeping with the commands of Scripture, we rejoice in baptizing you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The other four of you to step up here, I can see you right side of Austin. Just come on, crowd around here. I'm gonna go ahead and say it to you. All these guys, they don't mind me saying, all these guys uh, are from True Purpose um, Recovery Ministry. All of them have not only made the decision to leave behind a life of whispering lie and domination, but they made a choice to follow Jesus forward. They don't want to just escape the past. They want to embrace a preferred future and outcome that's promised to them through scripture. Amen. Now, look at me. Every time we've done this for years, and I'm not blaming this on you, but when I, but I, when I reach to grab your hand, it's like men are, please bro, those were women that just walked in there and a little girl, I got this, okay? I want to say this to you. I know I'm being humorous, do not be afraid to take someone's hand. That's the first deception of the enemy. I can do this by myself. You'll never be able to do it by yourself. We were built for community. I'm built for a community. I need you. I need them. I need a family. God built us that way. Do not be deceived into saying, I don't know. I'm good on my own. That's an American ideal, not a kingdom ideal. And it doesn't work. We're here for you. Okay? So we pray over Austin today that you would hear the voice of God speak when you come out like you never have, son. The Holy Spirit would just descend on you in a fashion that feels like oil running down over you. That you would know that nothing's final until God says he's, a, he's the resurrecting God. You guys lift your hands over your brother right here and extend them in the name of Jesus. That you would know that your heart is marked for purpose and God will make provision unto that promise. He's that kind of God. And that whatever echo, whatever addiction, whatever fear that is going to grab you again and hold you bondage, Father, we stand and break that in the name of the living God. May it go down never to rise again. In Jesus' name, so be it. Based upon your profession of faith in Christ Jesus and in keeping with the commands of Scripture, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Stop, 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 stop. Turn right around. I want to recapture something. Face the water. Move out of that mark. Mike. I should have. I, it just came to me now. I'm going to get all four of you guys, and you're going to, I want you to get practice. You're going to lead the way here. Do not drop this mic in that water. I will not be happy. The water will not part for that microphone, I know, because I've done it before. Okay? I want you to take this, and I want you to envision being one of the people of Israel that stood before the Red Sea in that uncertainty. I want you to shout what they didn't shout, and that is, I'm not going back. I want you to look right at that and say, I'm not going, just go ahead and shout it. Good. I'm not going back. Hallelujah. Yeah. Come on. You're good. Hallelujah. Okay, who's next? Come on. He knows my name. That mic, son. I want you to lift in up. I'll open the covenant and I want you to shout, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. Come on, yeah. what talking about. Hallelujah. Father, over Joseph, may he rise from this water and may these ears be ears of the spirit that hear you speak and call his name. May he know that you know his name. You do speak to Joe in Jesus' name. 
May you descend on him in fresh fashion. May it be as though oil runs down over his heart and spirit in Jesus' name. May he know that the God that he serves and knows his name is a God of resurrection and nothing's final until you say so. May he know that this heart has been circumcised and marked for your purpose in covenant. And whatever you've marked for your purpose, you are empowered with provision and promise. And lastly, Lord, I pray that as he goes through this Red Sea moment, that whatever voices are following him, threatening him, saying, you may think you've escaped, but I'm coming after you. Father, by the Spirit, may you silence those today. May transformation start here in the name of the living God. May those voices go down never to rise again in Jesus' name. Based upon your profession, son, of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and in keeping with the commands of Scripture, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Chris, you stand up there, lift up a hand of open covenant, brother. I want you to just shout right in the face of hell, I'm not going back. I am not going back. Hallelujah. <laughs> I love it. Come on down here. Hallelujah. You know what your name means? Christo, anointed one. It's our prayer for you today that you would walk in the fullness of what that name has meant that you've never experienced. It is the goal of the adversary to distract and dissuade the anointed to listening to other voices unto deception, fear, and hiding. But that will not be your portion. Hallelujah. As the anointed one declared, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. I pray today in the name of Jesus that you would hear that voice speaking from heaven, calling your name. He knows your name. I pray that the Holy Spirit would descend on you in fresh fashion and fresh experience like you've not witnessed. It is our prayer here today that you would know that God's word is final. He's a resurrecting God and nothing's final until he says so. May you know that your heart has been marked in the name of Jesus as one of his covenant children. You've been marked, set aside for his holy purpose and that which God set aside for his purpose, he empowers through provision and promise. And that's true of Chris. And lastly, we pray whatever echoes failures, hurts and pains, brokenness in the name of Jesus would go down in this water never to rise again in the name of the living God based upon your profession of faith in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah, and in keeping with the commands of Scripture, Father, we rejoice in baptizing Christo in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So be it. Amen. never going back. to what I sense the Holy Spirit's prompting me to say. And then I leave it to your pastor and others to judge that. In the days ahead, you will fail. You're scared to death of failing. That word fail is the same word Jesus spoke over the apostle Peter. It's the word that means eclipse. In a moment of failure, it's as if our world goes dark and the light that shined on us of promise, grace, and salvation it's gone and the lie of the enemy is see you never really walked in light in the first place but the fact that God Jesus uses that word both there in that chapter in Luke 22 and then in 23 he that word is used on the cross 
where an eclipse happens. Same exact word. And there's two things you need to know. The cross is the provision for every failure you'll have. And number two, that that is a darkness that can never last because it's only an eclipse. In the midst of your failure, God is on the other side of that equation. And it says that on the cross, when he said the sun was eclipsed, he said, same sentence, the veil was torn in two. Whatever happens to you that you feel is a failure that's just separated you from God, God's action from his side, he said, I'm tearing it in half right now. The light will shine. You get back in here in my presence. We pray for you today that you would hear God's voice call your name. The Holy Spirit would descend on you in fresh fashion in the name of the living God. That you would know that the God is a resurrected God, the same spirit lives in you that raised Christ Jesus from the dead in the name of the living God. I love you. I praise you. May he know that, Lord. His heart has been marked for your purposes. And in fact, your word says you have spoken concerning him before the foundations of the world. Woo! Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that reminder. And we pray, Father, that as he passes through this water, the things following him, the threat of failure, the threat that it can't be sustained, that you're going to be trapped again. Father, we shut the mouth of the deceiver and liar in our prayer and praise here today. And as he walks through, may those things never rise again in his life in the name of the living God. So be it. Son, based upon your profession of faith in Christ Jesus and in response to the command of God's word, we rejoice in baptizing you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So be it. up that hand, look hell in the face, and just make that declaration. I will never go back. Hallelujah. <laughs> I love it. Hallelujah. Son, we pray today that as you come up out of this water, that very much like Jesus, you hear heaven speak. The voice of the Father calling your name. Hallelujah. That he knows your name. That the Holy Spirit would descend on you in fresh fashion that it would be like oil running down over you and straight to your heart. That you would have an awakened awareness that you serve a resurrecting God and a resurrecting Holy Spirit that lives in you. That there's nothing you will ever face where God's word is not final. God has the last word, not the situation, not the problem, not the failure, not the circumstance, because your heart has been marked in circumcision unto God, set aside for his purpose, and that which he set aside for his purpose, he empowers with provision and for promise in Jesus' name. And last, as you rise from this water, how many times would you say you've crashed and burned in the past year? Just guess. Give me a shot. A thousand. A thousand. Father, we pray for a thousand voices of failure, a thousand voices of moments where he departed from that which even then he knew was not unto his health and wholeness. We pray for those to be vanquished in the name of the living God to go down and never to rise again. Jeremy, based on your profession of faith in Christ Jesus and in keeping with the commands of scripture, we rejoice in baptizing you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So be it, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's all stand together. Chip walked through the doors of this church. Twelve years ago, he walked through these doors uncertain about whether he could navigate to a point of liberty and freedom. 
from addiction. 12 years ago, he had an encounter with God, like Jesus with the woman at the well that says, I have plans for you you can't possibly understand. 12 years ago, he walked through this same process and he began to hear a voice speaking to him that he hadn't heard. He began to sense a Holy Spirit descend on him he hadn't felt. He began to be aware that nothing was final, not even addiction, until a resurrecting God says so because he has the last word. He began to be aware of the fact that he had been marked and set aside for a holy purpose and he desperately wanted to know what that was and he was absolutely certain that this new anointing had the power to vanquish, sever, and crush any voice of threat that was following him. And as it turns out, it wasn't just for his own personal appropriation, but he is now the pastor and leader of the local True Purpose um, outreach right here, which he's been doing for how many years? How many years? For six years. Share with us what you have on your heart. You know, we're talking about labels how when you go through what we've been through some of these men it kind of almost feels like back in the Old Testament you remember the lepers yeah. and when you mention the word addiction people just kind of cringe you know I mean being real okay I used to feel the same way I walked in these doors in 2008 and I can't even, I, I'd be here forever if I mentioned. I need to hear you better, I'm deaf. Uh, yeah, I, if I mentioned every man in this room right here that it has, there's a reason, I mean, you played a part in why I'm here. And I don't want to get in that. I want to speak something though that, it isn't just the leprosy, okay, that you think about or the addiction. I got quite a few of these men, and when I say this, y'all are gonna cringe again. They're from Cock County. Come on now. Movies have been made about it. <laughs> yeah. But I want to speak into their lives right now. I want to speak to the everyone online, everyone here, that God is moving here in Sevier County, which he always has been, but he's moving in Cobb County, and we're taking it back for the storm. But I want these men to hear me. I want you to know that you are a royal priesthood. Don't focus on what you were. Focus on what you are in Christ Jesus. These men, these men up here, all of you have been through it. But realize that it isn't just being baptized and Jesus being your Savior. You make Him your Lord and Savior. Receive the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. And quit believing the lies that you're not worthy. Stop believing that. I've been battling that for years. Inadequacy, not worthy. Get that out of your head. Cast it back to hell where it belongs. And God has placed godly men that have surrounded me that when I am down, I can pick up the phone and say, hey, I need you right now. Like Pastor Tom said, do not be afraid. And this is for everyone. Do not be afraid to take the hand of your brother and sister Hallelujah. and say, I need, hey, Galatians 6 is bear you one another's burdens. Come on, somebody. We gotta start bearing each one another's burdens because new hope. I, I told Pastor Tom, I wanna share this one last thing. I've been going here since 2008 again. And the other night in praise and worship, I was back here. He told me, get out of my norm, get out of everything. The Holy Spirit got a hold of me and I'm gonna tell you what, right back there in that corner, the earth shook everything coming up. New hope is where the place is to be right now. God is ascending here. He is coming down and he is gonna land right here. We're gonna start seeing the numbers we used to see. People are gonna come back. And we need to prepare our hearts and be ready for that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. There's just not enough time to hang out with you guys. Pastor Rodney, come here, please, if you would, my brother. You don't know Pastor Rodney Mullins? Our relationship and friendship has been almost entirely digital for years. I love this guy. You don't know this, but that text message you sent me about two or three weeks ago, I want you to just encourage the body and then pray our closing prayer of blessing. But I, if I can give you a hint, you sent me a text message talking about the shift 
you felt you observed. I want you just to encourage the body with that and say whatever you like and pray for us as we go out of here today. Hey, wait. Honor where honor is due. Trust me, this brother and sister are worthy of the honor. Let's do it right now. Precious, precious, precious man of God. Hallelujah. I have been praying and planning like so many churches across America. We've suffered numerically and many of our people have been frozen in fear. I believe that God laid it on my heart spoke clearly to me that there's coming a supernatural shift. Man, I just feel the anointing. Come on. A supernatural shift that is changing across our land. And who used to be afraid is going to rise up in boldness. Come on. (laughs) Who used to hide in fear is going to rise up in supernatural boldness. And when others are cringing and hiding and saying it's over, there's a remnant of people rising up supernaturally saying, no, it has just begun. And I'm telling you, we have not seen the beginning of what God is going to do. 2021, there's a shift coming. Get ready for it. I feel it here already. There's a shift coming. Let's, let's pray together. Father, Hallelujah, thank you. I just thank you, Lord. God, I see it in the atmosphere. I sense it in the atmosphere, a shift. Those that are afraid are rising up. Those that are fearful, those chains are being broken. And you are declaring over us as a people of God that this is the beginning of the end. But what a great beginning of the end it shall be. God, you're raising us up for this season, this hour, this purpose. Thank you for this church sitting on this hill, ready for the shift to change the dynamics, Lord, to change supernaturally the dynamics with words, with power, with fresh anointing. Father, we just pray over every person here today. Let them walk out of here with boldness, a sacred, holy boldness that says to the enemy, I'm alive like never before. I am bold like never before. I am powerful, anointed like never before. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, let it be done. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for the New Hope Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit newhopeonline.com.